queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. All right, it's been a special week uh, with new champions being crowned in the WWE, so we have to talk. We have to talk about that, and plus, we have uh, predictions coming up for Extreme Rules. And special episodes require special guests, and we owe our guest a huge debt of gratitude. He's the musical genius behind our new theme, and a podcast friend of ours from Chaos Theory Podcast, Mr. Chaos himself. Welcome. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I, I'm glad that you guys dig the song. It's, uh, I'm glad you guys are rocking with it. Uh, musical genius might be a little bit of an overstatement, but I appreciate the compliment. Always. Oh, hey, a lot, a lot of musical talent, more musical talented than we are. So it's like, so it's like props to you, props to you. Okay, so uh, we got to get a little business out of the way. We have a little bit of a tradition here on the show. So um, we all had to answer this during the first few weeks and everything we ask all new guests, how did you get into wrestling as a fan? So for me, it was my grandmother. Um, I grew up in Virginia and it was the one thing that my grandmother and I had was wrestling. Uh, I mean, when I say we had wrestling, I'm talking about, she introduced me to Nick Bockwinkle. She introduced me to Magnum TA. She introduced me to Dusty. We would sit back. This is back kids. Let me take you way back when we had VHSs and stuff like that when we were tape trading. Um, and, you know, I, I fell off for a little bit and then I joined the military uh, out of high school and I said, you know what? Fuck it. Why am I going to be ashamed of being a fan? Let me just be a fan. And I've been a fan. <laughs> so when I was in Iraq in 07, coming towards the end of my tour, I said, you know what? I'm going to buy myself a deployment present. And I bought a deluxe edition of the the john cena spinner belt the one that cost like 1600 bucks and i had it sent over to iraq and everybody who saw it was like what the fuck are you doing with that thing over here and i hung it up on my wall and i would walk around like when we're off duty i would walk around with it and smoke my cigarettes and have my championship belt on and everybody would make fun of me until they got a chance to hold it. And then they were all posing and doing the John Cena. You can't see me with it. And I'm like, all right, motherfuckers. I know. Now I know y'all are closet fans. Stop bullshitting me. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Well, first of all, thank you for your service. Definitely appreciate it. And second of all, Jolie, what is it with all these new guests having like pretty much past experiences like you? Shit. Well, that's because we're the smart ones. <laughs> Seriously, don't, 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 don't put it like that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, 
for me, it was my mom. It was the only thing that we got along with and everything else was hatred towards me because second born. But, you know, it's just something that, you know, you have with some, like grandparents, like with the, the Eagles, Phillies, Flyers. I'll always have that connection with my other grandmother, my dad's mom. You know, she's the one that brought me into that world. My pup up, my mom's dad, you know, it was me and the Phillies and bowling with him. So it's like, you know, with grandparents, especially ones that, you know, honor and treasure their the their grandchildren, you find they find stuff to to connect with. I mean, it's different today. Like mm-hmm. my parents will not connect with my their grandkids because they don't play Fortnite or Minecraft. Like they're like, what's Twitch? Because my niece um streams on twitch she's uh, a senior in high school she's streaming on twitch um which scares the shit out of me because she's not even 18 like i i think there needs to be a certain age where you can stream and you know do a twitch affiliate or whatever just because she's not even 18 yeah really and she's my 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 baby niece and i will fight anybody for her because she was the firstborn, and you know when I got, I got to, when I got to hold her, Jesus Christ, almost 18 years ago, fucking hell. Um, you know, it was love at first hold with, with, with me and Mackenzie. So, yeah, but Jesus Christ, where'd the fucking time go? Jesus. Don't, don't get me started. I'm 43 and my oldest niece is 27. So there. <laughs> All righty. So let's go back to Monday night. We have a new wwe champion and before she gets to it yes jolie called it yes yes i did oh congratulations biggie i was so worried when he said over the weekend he was gonna go cash in monday night and i was going something's gonna happen the match is not gonna go off but it did he got bobby lashley at the right time and Oh, it's a new it's a new day with a new WWE champion. So, Mr. Chaos, your thoughts. So I really dig this. I'm not happy that Bobby Lashley isn't the champion because Bobby Lashley was holding that motherfucker down. Mm -hmm. But Biggie needed that title. I that dude has busted his ass for so goddamn long. NXT uh aj lee's bodyguard the dolph ziggler shit before new day during new day after new day like biggie has been consistent and i think this the only thing that's going to validate the new day further is when xavier woods gets a singles championship i don't know if he ever gets the heavyweight championship but an intercontinental run or a u.s run for xavier woods validates Everything the new day is said about the new day. So I'm super excited about Biggie as a, as a champion. If he gets King of the ring before that, then I'm good because that's, that's been his goal. It's like the other two have been wanting t- like major titles and everything. And they've had that in their sights. Biggie, I mean, uh, Xavier's wanted King of the ring. And he should get it. I, I dig Xavier Woods for me is su- supremely underrated. Mm-hmm. I watched him in TNA as consequences creed. I watched him in NXT. I watched him when he first came up. Like, he's so underrated with the shit that he does, whether he's a heel or he's a face. Right. His ability to sell, his facial expressions, his, I mean, 
the the shit. Who else gets a trombone over? Like, who the fuck does that? This dude they, got a trombone over. They got pancakes once. over. Exactly. They got. <laughs> they got, they got fucking bootios over. That's. I mean, and all of that shit. Woods or uh, Kofi and Biggie will tell you a lot of that shit is Xavier's thought. Mm-hmm. A lot of that shit is just, hey, let's be as goofy as we fucking can. Excuse me, and get over. And the dude, once that happens, with a ring or an IC or a US title run. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me anything about a better trio than them. The only trio right now that that beats them for me is the Freebirds. But if Xavier gets a singles title run, the Freebirds can't touch him. All right, Kayla. Um, I do have to admit, Bobby Lashley being WWE champion um, was totally amazing because he never got his chance the first time in his um, run in WWE. Um, I just didn't like the fact that he had to have MVP everywhere he went. Um, but other than that, I believe he had a great run. He dominated it. Um, and the fact that Biggie cashed in fully and Cat and Jolie knows this, Mr. Chaos, but always ever since Drew brought it out, always called Bobby Lashley the big bald bitch. <laughs> but uh anyway. After I heard, because like I said, I work second shift, so I didn't see it until my friends started spoiling it. And I'm texting them like, well, I, they're, they're trying to sugar it. Trying not to say, I said, stop sugarcoating happen. And um, not, so when I saw it, I was excited. I was happy. Um, I do also have to agree with you. New Day's already on fire. The championships, the tag teams that they got. Kofi being WWE champion. Big E is now WWE champion. Xavier Woods gets that title shot, even if it's the U.S. Intercontinental, not the 24-7. I don't want to see him with that title. Um, So Intercontinental, United States, just something to spark. They will be on top even more what they already are. So congratulations, Biggie. Well-deserved. And I also loved A.J. Lee's tweet that someone had posted a picture of her, Ziggler, and Biggie when they were together someone says nothing but champs here and she tweeted back and says well now i regret not putting no, i regret for not adopting you <laughs> okay yeah it was like or giving you up for adoption or something like yeah. that yeah i regret <laughs> giving you up for adoption now <laughs> oh my god but you can tell like how much it it's funny with like all the wrestlers and everything no matter where they're at it's like if something big happens it's like they're all like in congratulating because it's like he got he got tweets from everywhere the twitter was blown up i even think i saw you know people from impact new japan you know ring of honor was like congratulations you know and um i even i don't think he tweeted out but i think he commented on the post we did see i did see some more jericho even congratulated him which was a shocker it was just everything that came together you know just saying hey and I've seen where, you know, Mark Henry and all of them. It's just, yeah, I understand regardless what brand you're on, you know, the support that they have. Yeah. And also, I just absolutely love the support. Now, obviously, he's probably going to be on Raw now. Hopefully, when the draft comes up, the new day will stay on Raw with him. Um, so just the support and the love that everyone gave, just absolutely amazing. No, I was going to say even Brody Lee's wife tweeted out that, yep. you know, Brody Lee was watching him and 
it was so dope. Like you, everybody knows how close they were when Brody died, like what that meant to Big mm-hmm. E and yeah. for her to tweet out the support like that. One of those things. That's why I love wrestling because at 35 with three kids and you know, all the bullshit I've been through stuff like that can still kind of like, okay, I might have a tattoo in my eye. So that's that was one of the dopest things to me. Yeah, it's like Mustafa like tweeted out by saying like Brody would be proud. So it's like, oh. all right, Jolly. And also that fan art that somebody did with him sitting in the ring with mm-hmm. Brody standing oh, behind him. Yes. Oh. And even, you know, Bray Wyatt, Wyndham said something. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. it was just, it's, this has been one of the first times that we've had a WWE champion where everybody has across the board congratulated biggie has put his dues in and it's amazing to me how a a faction that was supposed to be a heel faction Mm -hmm. took new day sucks and turned it into new day rocks i remember Mm -hmm. that right there in all honesty to me solidifies what new day has done and everybody says that oh, well, Big E can't bring people in. No, the New Day brings people in. Just like the Usos bring people in. I think when, when we talk about trios, and it, I'm so excited, even though this is dropping on Tuesday, for the match Monday night. It's a, it's a Survivor oh. Series caliber <laughs> match. Hell yeah. Versus the Usos and the Bloodline. I just can't wait for I've got fucking chills thinking about it. It's either that or dehydration. I will, don't know yet. Um <laughs> But still, oh. yeah, a little bit both. But still, like, when, you know, and my fear was because right when they went to the commercial, Bobby Lashley did throw up an X. And everybody's like, oh, God, why'd they go to commercial? I'm like, he threw up an X. They had to. But it was also fucking genius because everybody saw Biggie's cashing in. Biggie's cashing in. So what did people do? They probably, you know, the casual fan or maybe the AEW that doesn't want to admit that they're slumming it in, in sports entertainment. And if anybody listened to the last episode, you know, I literally <laughs> screamed how stupid it is. Like, you know, Oh, this is wrestling. It's, it's just, don't, like don't. A fa- just as a fancy name. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Calm down. Calm, calm, don't dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking calm as shit, dude. <laughs> um, but it, it's just like, you know, people who who watched mainly new japan or like and and or followed his career but stopped watching and it it was just amazing that people turned in and the amount of love on and respect you know you you had um bailey uh thea tommy end i think tommy posted something a fandango chugs sorry um adam cole um cesaro it, it, the list goes on and you had guys like Cody, Matt Hardy, uh, say, like you said, Brody's wife, all say things. And it just, it just proves that, like, you know, there is no fucking war between the companies. It's just the toxic nature of a few members of the companies and the internet wrestling community that makes it toxic. And I will say this with, every beat in my chest bobby lashley was actually a better champion since wrestlemania i I felt that he has held the company i mean don't get me wrong i love drew but i like the chan the change from drew he but 
Bobby being that ultimate heel, being that ultimate thorn in the side of Raw. And you've got MVP, who is basically Heyman. Because I, can, can we get a talk off between Heyman and MVP? Can we get a debate? Yes, please. That For real. would be fire. Like if if Bobby still had the title at or somehow got the title for some or had the title at Summer or uh, Survivor Series and like MVP and Heyman just had the talk off of a lifetime, and you just had the bald bitch and the I will not fucking acknowledge you, you piece of shit. Um, you know, just standing in the corners like uh, the fuck are they talking about? But yeah, so but like I said, I'm I'm this has been a long time coming, and honestly, I I would love a singles run for xavier um but i would prefer the king of the ring first foremost above anything else because i think that he honestly does deserve it and i have to admit seeing becky lynch bring back up the ma biggie romance Mm. (laughs) was one of the best things i've seen on twitter in a while oh yeah she's uh She's definitely got back into Twitter since she came back and everything. Cause I'm, I don't know how many times she's changed her profile up. <laughs> and I, I, t- speaking of Becky and it kills me because I am a huge Becky Lynch fan. Um, but the fact that she has gotten Bianca Belair even more over um, than she was with Sasha just proves the power of Becky Lynch. Amen. Um. And somebody brought this up, and I want to bring this up to you, to all of you. Um, and we'll get to the other championships. But when Sasha, this was on Twitter, when Sasha comes back, does she become a face, or does Sasha take back the top bitch and Becky becomes the face? Uh, I think if you make Sasha a face, you're doing her a disservice. Sasha is a thousand times better as a heel. A thousand times better as a heel. I like. I like face Sasha. She can work. But the problem is, is Sasha, when she has that back in NXT, when they were doing Sasha's ratchet, no, she's not. That was the shit. That's when Sasha was at the height of her power. When those Brooklyn matches with Bailey happened, you were like, oh my God, this girl is something fucking phenomenal because she can work. She can talk. She has charisma. When she comes into the ring, that little sway she does with her hips. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to watch you tie your shoes at this point. I'm good. I think this is what I think needs to happen. When Sasha comes back, I think it finally needs to go down that the four horsewomen get together as heels and just start wrecking shop on every woman in the company. Period. Point blank. Charlotte's already an asshole. Becky's a cocky prick. Sasha is the boss bitch. And Bailey is the ultimate Karen. Like, yeah, she is. <laughs> have them wreck shop. I mean, you have yeah. Charlotte as the Raw Women's Champ, Becky as the SmackDown Women's Champ, Bailey and Sasha as the tag team champs. Can't nobody touch them. Oof. Yeah, and then at that point, it's like a lot of the um, the other girls, like 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 say Rhea, Raquel, Bianca, Mia, get her back on TV. It's like. Like four, like like those four and everything would have to like step up, like going, okay, y'all had your time. Like I could, I, I would love that. Well, well the other just- thing, the other thing that you could do with that. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. The other no, thing that you can do is have them demolish SmackDown and Raw, 
and then go down to NXT. And then you think about the contest that you open up in NXT, Ember Moon, Tegan, not well, Tegan and Shotzi are up on SmackDown, but Ember Moon, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, uh, uh, what the hell is her name that just got married to Dexter Loomis? The Australian Indy Hartwell. Indy. Indy, Indy Hartwell. Hartwell. Oh my God, the competition. Look, th- at that point, you force all the women who hate each other to realize, like, if we don't shut the fuck up and stop fighting each other and beat up on the four horsewomen, they're going to take over our brand too. So it just becomes these juggernaut, like women's wrestling is taken over. Let the fucking four horsewomen take the fuck over, period. Bailey, hurry up. (laughs) I I 100% agree with that. I I think it's about time that they they let them finally do what they wanted to do, and that's have this giant-ass conglomerate where they're not really friends, but they're still running everything. Right. Because when you look at women's wrestling as a whole, and I'm talking about Impact, ROH, AEW, I'm not going to add Japan because Japan is on a level of its own when it comes to its women's, women's wrestling. So I'm just going to focus mainly on the States. Um, there is nobody who can compare to the roster and the star power that is in NXT and WWE. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, you have women like Thunder Rosa and um, uh, Sheeta, who I think are two of the best uh, in AEW. I'm sorry, fuck you, Britt Breaker. You're not that great. Um, and then, like you know, you've got Diana Parazu in uh, Impact, and you've got some great women. I I apologize for ROH. Um, because they do have some great women. I just can't think right now. My brain is fried. But when it comes to the women and the evolate, uh, evolution of the the levels, it's it's. look at Mandy Rose for fuck's sake. Yep. She went down to NXT. She became brunette, which made her 10 times hotter. I'm sorry. Yep. yep. This lesbian will drool over that. <laughs> uh, but she... She has now, like, even Sonya was putting up props for her, like, that. And it's just amazing how it's just a little bit of evo- elevation. That's the word I was thinking of. Elevation, okay. not evolution. Elevation. And it's just, like, brings everybody up. That's what the Four Horsemen did originally. They brought everybody up. They brought up Paige, who was a great wrestler on her own. But when she was working with them and fighting with them, she got ten times better alexa bliss the bella twins um naomi and tamina it brought them all up working with the three to start with and then the fourth one when bailey showed up there is just something about those women that make you well the bars originally you know at chest height they make it 10 foot higher so we need to get higher than that and it's just like the evolution. It's pancaking, packing, pa- pancaking. It's probably one of the best things that happened during that the 2017, 2018, 2019 period. Yes, now it's slacked off a little bit, but now they're starting to get better because they realize that women's wrestling has traction. And I will say this about the new NXT. I fucking love that they highlighted the women so much. 
in the new episode. Yep. Fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't wait to see where that goes. But yeah, no, they need to make the evil horsewoman. Exactly. Oh, so hopefully it's like uh, by the time Bailey comes back and everything, we can get that happening. But of course, it won't be until like about next summer. So hopefully she's she they said um, she might be back because it's was it her ACL? Mm -hmm. I think they Mm -hmm. said it was a similar injury to what Tegan had and she came back in seven months. Okay. Yeah, I have seen. Yeah, I have seen something. It's going. She could be back in seven months or less, depending how well she responds to um, physical therapy and stuff like that. Okay. Even better. All right. Well, speaking of the new NXT, um, the co-main event was highlighted by a fatal four-way match. Uh, it was originally supposed to be a number one contenders match, but due, unfortunately, due to Samoa Joe dropping the title and everything, a new NXT champion was going to be crowned. It was uh, Tommaso Ciampa, LA Knight, uh, Pete Dunne, and Kyle O'Reilly. Well, it was supposed to be Kyle O'Reilly, but he got taken out. <sighs> Y'all help me. Who was the fourth guy that they replaced him with? I can't remember off the top of my head. Yes. Wolfgang? Oh. Hang on, hang I- on, hang on, hang okay. on. Okay, I totally forgot. But um, but in the end, Goldie's home with Tommaso Ciampa, and so... Yes, it's NXT 2.0 and everything, but we have a familiar face um, leading the division now. So, uh, let me see. Braun, Braun Breaker with two Ks. No, 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 no. That's, Braun, who's no. Going, that's who's going after Tommaso. Okay, then who was this? Hang on. Uh, All right, well. we'll okay, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the bottom of this. Hang on. Okay. Continue. Well, Kayla, uh, what, okay, while you're looking that up, what were your thoughts? Well, unfortunately, I would have liked, you know, truthfully, if I honestly had to pick out of those, um, the only two that I really wanted to become NXT champion was probably either Champa or Kyle O'Reilly. And then when I heard that Kyle O'Reilly got knocked out, I'm like, seriously? Just really? And um, so the fact that he, that Tomasa Chimpa is now champion. Goldie is home. Goldie is happy. So um, I was excited for him. I'm happy for him. So hopefully he has a good, strong run again with it. And um, he goes down in history as a two-time NXT champion. Yeah, I think, uh, by the way, the guy's name was Von Wagner. Von Wagner. Okay. That's probably where I got Wolfgang because it sounded like uh, Mozart. Yeah, Von Wagner. Bon um, Wagner cat. I think honestly, Champa at this point is the best decision that NXT could go with. Um, I love I love Champa as as a champion, but he has to be a heel champion. The Blackheart Champa is the way you know when he does heel sh- or when he does face shit with Johnny Gargano with the DIY. I'm good with that, but. By himself, Tommaso Ciampa needs to be a killer because he looks like a fucking killer. What I want to see them do is have Ciampa versus Walter for the NXT title. That's where I want to see him go. And isn't like, and I think Walter's due to like come over to the states permanently. Or he I think is. they're still in the process of working on that. He is. That's why he dropped the title to Dragonov. Yeah. Oh man, but poor Dragonov. It's like I saw a video and photos the other day. He still got the scars on his head and everything. Uh, Jolie? Oh, I'm 
100% thrilled. I mean, I'm pissed about the whole Kyle O'Reilly thing because he was my original pick. But like Kayla said, um, it was either him or Ciampa because Ciampa never really lost the title. He gave it up. And, you know, I would honestly love a Ciampa versus uh, Samoa Joe match. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if they had given it to Pete Dunne, to me that says he signed a new contract, so I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, I'm I'm actually fucking thrilled that this is happening because it couldn't have happened to a better guy that has put so much in and had so much taken away. <clears throat> like, I want, like you said, I want heel Champa. I like dirty, nasty... I will fuck you up, Champa, uh, just because he is just that evil, that diabolical. He he's playing chess while you're trying to do checkers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's it's gonna be fun with him as champion. Um, though I am looking forward to like you know with him and Thatcher or not Thatcher or Ridgeway. I, I can't. Uh, wait, is Ridge no Ridge? Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland. Yeah, I'm. I apologize. I'm tired. Um, okay. Ridge Holland. Um, I, I think that, you know, I like the match with him and Thatcher and now Thatcher's injured, which sucks, but you know, I, I would love to see Ciampa versus Thatcher again down the line. That was an amazing match. So there's, there's so many possibilities and you could not have asked for a better mm-hmm. man and locker room leader to be in charge of that comp- uh, of that championship right now. Yep. Yeah, I agree. The only other match that I really, really want to see, even before Walter, would be Ciampa versus Dexter Loomis. Because cool. I fucking love Dexter. The fact that he doesn't talk at all, except for when he got married, he said two words. But the fact that he doesn't say shit, and he's still as over as he can, as he is, it's, I mean, it's a testament not only to his ring work, it's a testament to his charisma, but it's a testament to that character of how committed he is to not saying shit. And the fact that essentially he took his character from Impact, repackaged it slightly, made him a, apparently an axe murderer after the wedding, I don't know. Um, and, but he, he repackaged it a little bit, and Dexter Loomis is one of my favorite things on... NXT. I do have to bring something up because I fucking hated it. Can we never have B-Fab wrestle a match again? She was fucking trash bags. Like from Hit Row, she was so garbage. Like honestly, I have not seen the whole episode yet, so I still have to watch that. Shoot, that bad? Oh, my look, my son who fell and busted his chin open today has more coordination than she does. Damn. Yeah, I heard she was. It was like, it was like putting my fat ass into a ring and letting me go. Okay. Hmm. Do you remember how Lana was when she first started out? She was ten times worse than Lana. I heard. Oh yeah, she was oh, way worse than Lana. That's horrible. She, I'll put it to you like this: she is as bad as Eva Marie is. Okay. Yeah. Be fab. Peace. Get to the PC ASAP. Jeez Louise. Well, to be fair, the girl that she was facing wasn't any better, so... Oh, yeah, they were both trash bags. They were both absolute trash bags. And the fact that the girl is a is a luchadora kind of bugs me, too. Because it's like, look, if you're going to put on a mask, you better know what the fuck you're you doing. bring it. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. That mask carries a lot. Shit. Okay. Speaking of okay, speaking of the wedding, I had to I had to bring this up. I don't know if y'all saw this, but um Gargano was on Twitter. He retweeted, I think it was like a video or something from the wedding when Dexter was like saying I do. And I absolutely love this tweet. And a lot of people should just really pay attention to this shit. He says, you can have your beliefs on what wrestling quote unquote should be. I've always believed that it can be whatever you want it to be. Serious, goofy, outlandish, whatever. As long as it makes you feel something. Whenever you get a real reaction, it's untouchable. I love wrestling. Yeah. I mean, look at the dude who cried when CM Punk came back to AEW. Like, Mm -hmm. my daughter and I, my daughter is six years old. And last month, I took her to her first ever live wrestling show mission pro thunder roses promotion ran a show yeah. down here in san antonio and uh she was wearing a dulce tormenta mask she got a bunch of autographs and so, you know got pictures and she was she, when we were leaving she looked at me she's like dad this is our thing now oh mm-hmm. uh, you took uh, it to the charity you, the, you took it to the yep. charity show right and she okay, made yeah, yeah, yeah. me she made me give money to the Salvation Army. <laughs> In this household, I do not support the Salvation Army. Oh, we'll have to get into that another time. Yeah. But it, it was just the thing that, like, you know, as a parent, when you see your kid caught up and enthralled and just in love with something, it it does your heart good. Luckily, I've I've had excuse me, really good uh, interactions with wrestlers and really good interactions with people from Mission Pro um, mm-hmm. that have always been great to, to my, my kids, like autographs and shout outs and videos and stuff like that. Like Jasmine Allure, yeah. I did an interview with Jasmine Allure on my podcast. Sorry, not the dr- name drop, but I had Jasmine Allure on. So and after, after she finished, um, she was like, hey, what's your daughter's name and what's your address? I'm going to send her some stuff. Didn't ask was going to buy a t-shirt and she just sent her an autograph picture, a sticker and a t-shirt. Aww. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's wrestling like, no, is she, magic. Yeah. She has a, she has a warm heart and I do want to send a prayers to her and everything with her and her mother going on uh, with everything going with her mother. Cause she's going through chemo because of breast cancer and everything. So, and we've, yeah, we had Jasmine on the, we've had Jasmine on the show. It's like, we sponsored her for uh, an event and everything. So it's like, she's absolutely wonderful. And it's like, yeah, we've, sponsored a, quite a few of mission pros events over the last year so we've gotten I've gotten i've gotten to know like some of them and everything and we've had a few of them on the show so i totally get what you're saying yeah oh man all right shall we get into predictions i'm down let's, let's go. go all right so as of right now there's six matches planned for extreme rules which none of these have a fucking stipulation hello wwe you got a week this is extreme rules for a fucking reason Breathe. You're taking my shtick now that I'm up, that I'm tired. So you know. extreme rules. It's called extreme rules, not extreme. Exactly. <laughs> well, it, well, Jolie, I know you're tired and everything, but it's like the, it's like I had I had to bring a little flair and everything since you're tired. So <laughs> it's okay. Um, they they rebranded the pay per view as normal rules. Yeah. WWE well, presents normal rules. Well, I might think, as well at this point. I think there might be like some stipulations dropped on Friday because you know Zelina Vega did say that uh, for Liv to get the, the the match with 
Carmella, she has to go through her first, so maybe they'll drop a stipulation there. Maybe they'll drop a stipulation, like, you know, different stipulations uh, for different matches upcoming on Monday or Night Raw or SmackDown. Like, you know, what what are we going to have with Alexa and Charlotte? Their dolls are going to fight? Yep. All right. Well, here's what I want to do. With these six matches, it's like two questions. It's like, what stipulation would you add to it? And who do you have winning? All right. So I'm going to start with the first one that actually just got made. Jolie just brought it up. Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Jolie. Um, I think Liv will win the match. And I think this is uh, uh, this match, if, if it could be a stipulation, Jersey Street fight. They're both from the area. So, I yeah, mean... Well- I, I see it. I would love a street fight because that way, you know, maybe Zelina Vega gets involved and so does Tony Storm. That way we get a little bit more action from the other side. So uh, Jersey street fight. Okay. All right. Chaos. I have Carmella winning. I just don't think the WWE has the faith in Liv Morgan that, that they need to have in her. Um, and if I, if I had a stipulation in this match, it would probably be a false count anywhere match just because I like the street fight false count anywhere kind of vibe between those two. And Carmella's never really, and Liv Morgan have never really got to show their hardcore side. So a street fight or a, or a false count anywhere would, would do nothing but put a rocket on both these women's back. Amen to that. Kayla? Um, as much as I love Liv, uh, I can't even say her name. Um, <laughs> as much as I love Liv Morgan, um, like Chaos said, they don't put a lot of faith in Morgan, and it kind of sucks because she's great talent. The way she tore up in NXT, they just they don't give her much credit like they should. And so with that match, believe it or not, as much as I cannot stand her, I think Carmella's going to take the win. And as far as the stipulation, I'm going to have to agree. Falls count anywhere or street fight or even a no DQ, enough to put them with extreme where – they're going at it because as much heat that's, you know, building in between, I'm pretty sure Liv would love to throw some kendo sticks at Carmella, put her <laughs> through a table, throw, you know, put it, hit her with a chair. So. Right. All right. The stipulations, I'm cool with either of those and everything. Um, I'm actually going to agree with Jolie on this. It's like, yeah, it's like they haven't had a lot of faith in Liv until now, but they need to. So I got Liv winning the match. It's, it's not only that, but she kind of has, the nod from Becky Lynch. And I feel that when you have that nod, it, it will take her somewhere. And I think that she has such a following that it it's very, um, it mirrors Becky's in 2017, 2018, where she was backstage and doing videos and doing pictures. And she just got the fans behind her. And I think even if she does lose this match, she's going to have the fans behind her regardless and i think it's going to even boost her star a little bit higher whether or not anybody back there has you know faith in her i think if either way win or lose it's going to boost and they'll see that they can have faith in her and that she can be able to hold her own and i feel that that was the whole issue with the the deconstruction of the riot squad uh because they, they just didn't have faith in them which sucks because both Ruby and um, Sarah were amazing, are amazing wrestlers. Right. For real. All right. Next up, SmackDown Tag Team Championships, Usos versus Street Profits. Uh, yeah. Put this one in a ladder match. For real. Now, as far as like who wins, I'll have to get back to you on a second with that 
Chaos, who do you have? So with this match, so my stipulation for this is a little unorthodox, but I say you put these two teams in a hell, not in a hell in a cell, in a uh, elimination chamber, which seems weird because there's only four people. But go with me here. You have okay. all of those pods that are empty. You have everything that the New Day and the Usos did in a Hell in a Cell. But now you have the pods to jump off of. Now you have that steel outside to use. Now you have the violence, you know. But you're also not, you don't have the the kind of crutch of using chairs or kendo sticks or anything like that. You have to make this hardcore as fuck without the, the weapons, you have to do everything you can imaginatively. And think about it. Montez Ford is one of the best, best, best high flyers we've got right now. Angelo Dawkins can throw Amen. hands with anybody, with anybody. And the Usos, the Usos to me are the number two tag team in the world behind only G.O.D. That's it. Those are the only the only people I, I think are better than the Usos. For me, this match, I think... I give it to the Usos because the bloodline is on such a tear right now. But I think this ma- the Street Profits are over, unquestionably. Mm-hmm. But I think the street, the street Profits taking an L here does nothing but elevate them. And put a fire under their ass and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jolie? Um, well, eventually I would like to see uh, the Usos and maybe another tag team or Roman and somebody else, maybe um, their, their uh, cousin or brother <clears throat> joining the bloodline, go against the street prophets and uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston in a war games match. Um, Fuck yes. But again, I, I kind of agree with him. Put him in, you know what? No, put him in the fight pit. Mm. Bring it over from NXT. <laughs> That's interesting as fuck. You know, <laughs> I think the fight pit would be a very fucking phenomenal match. Mm-hmm. They could still jump. There's still violence. There's plenty of elevation to do whatever the hell they need to do. And like you said, they don't need to win the titles to elevate themselves. Um, winning it would be uh, a layer of cake to put it but i think you know down the line at a uh, more prevalent pay-per-view in my opinion like at the rumble or wrestlemania would be a better stepping stone and elevating of both teams mm-hmm. like you know passing of the torch or uh, some something along those lines but yeah no either way i'm going to say what i always say when there's two teams that i both love despite the fact that the Usos are dicks right now the fans win on this one, dude, because we're uh-huh. going to get one hell of a fucking phenomenal match. Hands For down. For real. Sheesh. Kayla? Um, I was sitting there thinking about it, but actually kind of, um, as far as the stipulation, I was sitting there thinking, didn't really have one other than we talked about maybe a ladder match would be good. But then when Jolie mentioned the fi- um, fire pit or whatever. Fight pit. Fight pit. Fight pit. Sorry. <laughs> They don't want to burn them. Jesus, this isn't a cane match. <laughs> no, no, no. Fight pit. Um, that'd be kind of interesting. Um, or even like something about, you know, just something extreme. Take them to the extreme because um, both teams are awesome. I love both teams. Um, but as much as a huge Uso fan, I'm glad they finally back on top as tag team, even though they're under Mr. 
head of the table. You will not be acknowledged. Um, head of the kids' the table. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be acknowledged when the time is right. Um, yeah, when he loses the title to the demon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I, I love Roman the way he is, but I, him as champion just irks the fuck out of me. Because he's got the little walrus waddling behind him. Don't get me wrong, I love Paul Heyman, but I feel like this is just, it makes him look like a bitch. Oh, man. So, all right, so, Kayla, who's winning? The winners will still reign Jimmy and Jay the Usos. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. As much as I love Street Profits, they're probably not going to lose them anytime soon. All right. But I do have to admit, hang on, I do have to admit what the chaos has said montez is one of the most incredible high flyers right now some of the height that he gets on those it's like dude where did that come from not only is he one of the best high flyers he's one of the best sellers too that's true like he'll like when he gets kicked and like he he pulls one of the triple h's or rocks like you know fall down splat stands back up and the splats again uh I love the fact that he does that shit. I love the fact that he does not know sell like other people sting. Um, come on. He gets thrown through a fu- power bomb through a fucking table and he stands right up. Like, I, I guess. <laughs> like what the, okay. You're fucking superhuman or you just shot yourself up with fucking steroids one or the other. So it's like, I love that he fucking sells like it's nobody's business. It's just like the way he flops, and I think that's one of the the funniest things about him. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. I gotta love that man. All right, let's see here. Damian Priest, Sheamus, U.S. Championship. Oh, Priest is gonna retain for that. This one, I want to see a street fight for sure. I definitely want to see a street fight for this one. But yeah, it's like I, I I definitely have Damian Priest retaining on this one. All right, so Jolly. Oh, one hundred percent. I want a street fight, uh, street fight, or something um, like the bar fight that him and that Sheamus and Jeff Hardy had. I thought that was actually very fucking ingenious. Um, again, you know, Puerto Rican guy, a uh, uh, New York, uh, New York guy, a fucking old fashioned uh, bar brawl. Something like I, I thought that like that match with Jeff Hardy was when Sheamus was fucking fantastic. Yeah, like, g- give me another, give me a a Puerto Rican uh, bar brawl. Yeah, brawl in the can- uh, brawl in the cantina. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Chaos. With that one, I'm going. I really want to see them do the Eddie Guerrero John Cena style backstage brawl cars all around and just beat the shit out of each other oh the chicago street fight oh yes just beat the shit out of each other because look everybody knows whether you're in the business or not when you watch a Sheamus fight somebody's leaving that motherfucker bloody it's just gonna happen whether it's Sheamus himself or his opponent somebody's leaving that bitch bloody what i love about damian priest is the fact that when he was in roh the dude was fat and out of shape and gross and winded all the time. He comes to WWE, loses a bunch of weight, is a top 
top draw right now. In the mid card, he's probably the, my favorite guy in the mid card right now. Mm-hmm. He made fucking Bad Bunny look amazing. Like, think about how fucking ridiculous that is. Bad Bunny is not an athlete. Nah. Bad Bunny also spent all like, a couple months at the PC canceling recording in his tour. So, yeah. So, yeah, no. Bad Bunny, what he did with Bad Bunny at WrestleMania was probably hands down one of my favorite things. If not the favorite thing. I mean, despite the, some of the people winning titles and everything like that, but like, you know, just seeing that and seeing Puerto Rico being represented after all the bullshit in like the news and politics that, that they, they get, I, I felt that it was like, you know, it's nice to see Puerto Rico getting represented in such an amazing light because they are so true and talented are uh, true and to their heritage. So I absolutely yeah. fucking love that. Yeah. I, I love, I love what he did with bad bunny, but I think right now, the one thing that mainstream or casual WWE fans don't know about Damian Priest is his punishment Martinez side. That motherfucker used to beat the shit out of people in ROH. So let him come in. Him and Sheamus just beat the dog shit out of each other. And he retains. It doesn't hurt Sheamus at all. Because Sheamus is still a bad motherfucker. And it, it takes Priest to the level where you're like, okay, He's he's number one in the mid card. Maybe we push him and see how does he do in the King of the Ring? How does he do in the Rumble? How do the fans dig him getting pushed into the main event scene? This match could actually make, if it's done right, could make Priest a, a main event player. I think the match that, you know, with him working with the Miz and John Morrison, that actually kind of elevated him himself because Miz wouldn't just work with just anybody. And to me, that that speaks volumes of the character and the heart that Damian Priest has. So, you know, right there with you have the A-lister and, you know, that's not just, you know, bullshit coming out. Like he's a top star for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when when he, when Miz works with somebody, you know, he's working with them for a reason. So yeah. like Punishment Martinez is a brutal bastard. Hands down, one hundred percent brutal bastard. That's what people loved about him. I think what people love about Damian Priest is that he's this, this relaxed and energetic, and you know, kind of a lovable badass. You know, he he's he's not that you know dickish heel or dickish tweener. He's just a lovable fucking badass. Like you know, he knows how to party. He knows how to rock and roll. Like you know. I kind of want to see him team up with Boogs and Shinsuke just because I think that'd be fucking phenomenal. Um, but yeah, no, Damien just knows how to fucking party and he's just on top of the world where he is right now. And I'm so fucking happy about that. And it's also, you know, it, and I read this and everything. Um, Damien actually credited Miz for helping him for for up up in his um, promos and stuff like that whenever they were working together. Oh yeah, if you don't get better at promos working with the Miz, you're not paying the fuck attention. Like the one thing I've always I've never I've not always been a fan of Miz's in ring work, but the one thing Miz has consistently been fucking fire at is the stick. That dude can talk his balls off. 
Like that dude can talk to anybody. When when Miz when Miz was a face, I stopped giving a shit about Miz because it was the I'm a white meat baby face and let's go to Charlotte and hey, blah, blah. no, who gives a shit? But when Miz cuts you down, when Miz tells you how fucking good he is, when Miz tells you that he's gonna take he's gonna take Ric Flair's spot in history, all the shit that Miz has said, you're like, keep going. I want <laughs> I want to hear more. Give me more. So yeah, I, I completely believe that Miz definitely elevated um um priest uh mic game just because that dude is he's probably one of the best on the mic in the last ten years. Yeah, agreed. Oh, and I, I still can't believe he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. That's going to be a ride just to fucking see. <laughs> Kayla, Priest and uh, Seamus. Revelation, either a street fighter or a backstage brawl. Just, you know, beat the crap out of each other. Bring chaos. Um, and as far as winning, Damian Priest, he's he's going to retain. Because, you know, like like Jolie said, he's he's where he is right now. He's, you know, he's on... He's on cloud nine, enjoying it, and just having fun with it. So, all right, all right. Raw Women's Championship: Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss. I kind of want to see Alexa Bliss win this because it's like it, it, it'd be it'd be a whole new whole new spin on her her character that she's like absolutely killing. As far as like stipulations goes, I can't even begin to imagine this one. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's what you think. So for me, I have Charlotte taking this match because, look, I love Alexa Bliss and the character work she's done, but they're never going to get off Charlotte. I don't give a shit. Look, Ric Flair is a scumbag piece of shit, obviously, right? But mm-hmm. Charlotte draws. When they were just calling her Charlotte and she wasn't wearing the robes and she wasn't Charlotte Flair, she was still drawing. The woman, I'm not a ginormous Charlotte fan. I'm not by any means. Right. In fact, I think she's the weakest out of the four horsewomen. But I would, Charlotte is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. She's going to break her father's world title reigns, period, point blank. Mm-hmm. So, but for this match, I would actually kind of like to see them do another Firefly, Firefly Funhouse, like they did with <laughs> Cena and, and, and The Fiend. Just because I think if you cinematic this and give them chances to get everything fucking perfect, man, it could be absolutely match of the night if it's done right. Right. If they take the time and do it right and everything, man. Kayla? It's funny that you actually had said the fire fun um a fire fun fun house match because i was thinking along the lines of put them in alexa playground match you know something extreme something that charlotte's not expected um as far as winning the match i absolutely love both of them um so either way the outcome i would be absolutely happy whoever walks out as a title but my prediction um, considering it's in Columbus, Ohio, the home of little Miss Bliss herself, I believe Miss Alexa Bliss is coming out as Raw Women's Champion. I forgot I was in, I, I, I forgot I was in Columbus. Could be wrong, <sighs> but like I said, they do have a habit of putting it on people's home turf. But believe it or not, I love Charlotte. 
and I'm glad she's reigning. But, you know, like Chaos said, he, you know, Charlotte will probably eventually break Rick's record. What's the one way of her breaking that record? She's got to lose the title to get to it. So Miss Alexa Bliss is going to become Raw Women's Champion again. A little new toy for her and Lily to play with. <laughs> Jolly? I'm not really torn um, because I am a Charlotte fan, even if she is a cocky, annoying heel at the moment. Uh, similar to Becky. So we know they've been talking. Um, I just, the dolls creep me out. I'm sorry. The dolls fucking creep me out. Uh, you know, ever since finding out that Annabelle was actually a raggedy Ann doll and I used to have one of those as a kid. Yeah, no, no, that, that, the, the Lily and now the new Charlie doll <laughs> freaked me the fuck out. I'll get you one. And I will send you a dick <laughs> glitter bomb. Try me. You will not get rid of the confetti. You'll find penises everywhere for days. So if you want to open it up at work, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I don't clean the floors. It'll be all right. Miss Angie does. I'm just kidding. But um, no, seriously, I think it's just going to be one hell of amazing match because both of them, they fought each other in the past. They put on bangers. When Alexis fought any of the four horsemen, again, like I said earlier, her style, her, her athleticism elevates. She gets better. That's what they do. And, you know, even though people get pissed off, oh, it's going on Charlotte. Oh, it's going on Becky. Oh, it's going on Sasha. When you have people chasing those four, they get better. There, there is no ifs, ands, or buts. I, I would bet money if you had Britt Baker running after them, she'd become a better wrestler. I'm just like, you know, because she sucks. Um, I'm sorry. I don't see the appeal. I feel that neither Rose is a better wrestler than she is. And I don't watch AEW that much, but I just watching her in ring. It's like one, she annoys me. Her voice sounds like uh, fingernails on a chalkboard. Or like her dinner, or, or like her drill, her dentist drill. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what that—that's the one thing that really does turn me off. But because I hate going to the dentist, and knowing that she does that, ugh, you know, that's just fucking creepy. But yeah, no. I, as for the stipulation, this might be like the one match where I wouldn't want a stipulation, just a normal okay. match, just because um, the. There's going to be mysticism in it regardless when it comes to to Alexa, so there's really no need to elevate it. I think if you're going to do an elevated match between Alexa and Charlotte, don't waste it at Extreme Rules. Save it for Rumble or Mania. Hands down. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And I wonder if Lily will ever come, come to life. <laughs> I wonder who they would have be Lily. That'd be interesting. I mean, the one person I think that'd be kind of interesting to play Lily if they were actually to make them into a quote unquote person, uh, you'll laugh. Uh, I would have said uh, Candace LeRae. Like her. That makes sense. You know, I, I just, I just the way that she she's small, she's petite, but she's. I it just if they had to make a, that person real. Candace Theray would be perfect. And congratulations, Johnny and Candace, on it being a boy. Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> yeah, I, so, so she, definitely. Wasn't, she wasn't happy about it going all over. Oh, her. no, because the blue went up in her face. So it's like, 
that damn dog. But it's like it's like we've said a million times. It's like the next generation of wrestling is gonna be fire. Oh yeah, it's we're in such a good it's such a good time to be a wrestling fan right now because think about it, you have WWE like okay their main program sometimes not the greatest right, but they're even NXT 2.0 I think is still the shit like it's still fucking amazing. You've got AEW. You've got NWA coming back strong. Yeah. You've got indie promotions like ROH and Mission Pro and Pele Pro here in Texas and PPW here in Texas. And, mm-hmm. you and know, CCW the, in Florida. Yeah. Yep. You've got all over the place, right? I think what's dope about, about everything now is people are finally starting to recognize that it's not women's wrestling. It's just wrestling. Mm-hmm. That women are kicking the shit out of each other, and they're they are better athletes than anybody ever gave them credit for. I think the other thing that we're really, really lucky to to be witnessing is the fact that everybody, especially the women, but everybody are better athletes now than they've ever been ever ever. Amen. You have somebody like Ember Moon, who's a freak athlete. Shotzi Blackheart, who's dope as shit. Um, Charlotte, who obviously is an amazing athlete. And then, you know, somebody like uh, who we'll get to next, Bianca Belair. Holy Jesus Christ. And then that's not even counting like Lady Frost, uh, Deanna Perrazzo. That's not counting any of the Japanese women that you have over there in like stardom and shit. It's such a fucking insane time to be a wrestling fan and i'm gonna say it i've said it on my podcast a couple times i think right now women's wrestling is better than men's wrestling damn Mm -hmm. straight it is oh and speaking of texas promotions and everything congratulations to roxy if you don't know who she is she's been featured a lot in texas promotions here and everything number one she just signed her deal with roh and she is the new roh women's championship she champion she just won the damn tournament and 19 years old 19 years old it, chaos right is she, she's 19 yep. yep she's super young yeah she's 19 and it's like she's like on fire right now and i've seen her i, I saw her uh, locally and everything so congratulations to her it's like keep it up hun yeah absolutely for real all right smackdown women's championship Becky Lynch defending against Bianca Belair. Give me a damn table match. I, the, the reason I thought about that was like after the other, like at how uh, Friday night ended and everything, I could have swore for a second Bianca was going to put Becky through the table. So I was like, well, fuck it. Give me a tables match with these two. As far as who wins, I know that, I mean, I know like, of course, like Becky came back, they put the title back on her that she, she never really lost and everything. But honestly, it's like, Give it back to Bianca because it's like I think like with how uh, Becky's been like kind of getting the upper hand on her a little bit and everything. Uh, I think Bianca's going to take it back. That so either way, it's going to be with now that we're finally going to get the absolute match between these two and everything. Oh God, I cannot wait. Woo, Kayla. Um. If I had to choose, it'd either be a normal match or, like you said, table match would be awesome. Um, but 
eventually Bianca will get it back, but I don't see her getting an extreme rules. So um, I got the man Becky Lynch holding that title above her head. So Miss Becky Lynch is going to retain. All right, Jolie. Bianca's going to win the match, but she's not going to win the title because there's going to be outside interference. I believe Sasha might make her return and attacking Becky or attacking Bianca, one or the other, most likely attacking Bianca, um, claiming that she's, she took her out, um, got her injured or gave her COVID. I don't know. Uh, whatever her, you know, mystery ailment is um, right before SummerSlam. So, and then that'll set up for a triple threat at the next pay-per-view. Uh, as for the stipulation, uh, I wouldn't mind a tables match since, you know, Becky is owed a win in a tables match. Uh, but with those two, I'm going to up the ante. It's going to be a last woman standing match. Already? Yes. Because Bianca's that cocky. And so is Becky. Bianca has a lot to prove. She's got a lot to prove. And she's like, well, she's like, I've beaten, I've beaten Sasha or I've beaten this. I, I, I knocked Charlotte out of the ring, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she's going to get cocky and you're going to have Becky jumping off a 30 foot ladder. Uh, So for me on this match, I agree with the outcome that Jolie said. I think Bianca's going to win, but I think Asuka comes back and smacks, kicks Bianca in the head and sets it up for that triple threat. Asuka on SmackDown? Yep. Okay. So the other thing that I think is the tables match to me isn't enough, but the the last woman standing match is too much. For an extreme rules, I think you do a last woman standing at Mania. Okay, you build all the way up to Mania with this. What I want to see is Bianca versus Becky in a steel cage. Okay, <laughs> and that—that's the inner. And when I say a steel cage, I want Bianca to beat Becky from pillar to fucking post. So she can look at everybody watching and say, that squash bullshit is never going to happen again. That shit was a fucking fluke. And I want Asuka to come out, Empress of Tomorrow, missing her face, kick her in the head, ding, 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 she's done. Interesting. Okay, okay. Y'all guys, uh, you're bringing your chaos theory to our podcast. I see. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last up. Universal Championship. And I say last up because, of course, we don't know what's going to happen with the WWE title. Okay, so Universal Championship, Roman defending against the Demon. Not Finn Balor, the Demon. Oh, if I had to put a stipulation on this, I'd throw him in hell in a cell, but they, that probably wouldn't happen. Oh, I don't, fans went on this one. I, I, I don't know about who's going to win and, and everything, but Jolie, what do you got? Uh, Again, uh, no stipulation, because if you're going to do something that's already going to have the mysticism with the demon, um, I think that a certain person's music is going to cue, causing um, Roman to be distracted enough for the demon to defeat him and become the new champion. Okay. Okay. And it's like, I mean, actually, you did remind me and everything, because I said on Twitter and everything, 
Brock and Roman don't need a title for their match. They have way too much history. They have way too much beef between them and everything. So, yeah, it's like, okay, I, I remember my own damn tweet from the other day. It's like, put the title on Finn, let Brock and Roman do their thing at Crown Jewel and give Finn the substantial title reign that he never had and damn well deserves. And then he could beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. There you go. Again. For injuring his damn shoulder. Oh, prick. <sighs> uh, all right, Chaos, what you got? All right. So I agree that there shouldn't really be a stipulation for this match because it's, been, it's the demon. Like, he only – there's when he went down to NXT again, he didn't bring the demon out not one time. Not one Mm-mm. fucking time. And there's a reason. You only do it when you need it. He didn't feel like he needed it when he was fighting Tommaso Ciampa and the Undisputed Era, rest in peace, and um, all those other guys, right? I actually like the way Jolie's head is on this one, but I don't think the music that hits is the person you think it's going to be. I think the person whose music hits is going to make you bask in his glory. Oh, that's an interesting one. And I think... It sets up Keith Lee versus Finn Balor at Mania. And the reason I say this is because, like you said, Brock and Roman don't need titles. They don't need it. Finn Balor, he needs a little bit of validation. And Keith Lee has been fucking misused the entire time. Plus, having COVID, absolutely. Having COVID, coming back, dealing with what he's been dealing with. Um, I think the other thing that, that's so dope about this right now, if you do the Keith Lee thing and you do Roman and Brock at Crown Jewel, because of who Roman is, you said that Keith, Keith and uh, Finn for WrestleMania, Crown Jewel, Keith, uh, Roman and Brock are fighting, and I think you hear the Great Ones music hit, and it costs Roman that victory, and then you set up Roman and The Rock for WrestleMania. <laughs> Damn! Oh, but of course, I had you, you. You made me lose my breath and took a moment back because you mentioned Keith and Keith, my boy, my Texas brother. I cannot, ooh, I cannot wait because I know he's been doing a lot of dark matches and they're trying to build him back up to this ridiculous heel, and that actually makes a lot of sense. Oh, all right, Kayla, I left you last on purpose because you know why. Finn's your guy, so the floor is yours boss um as a huge Finn Balor fan that I am um for weeks ever since they mentioned this match I've been going back and forth like what kind of chaos is WWE going to bring what are they going to do um how are they going to do it um and the more I think about it I've been thinking about this um how Jolie stated Brock Lesnar's music going to hit chaos that Keith Lee's going to come back I'm going to take another step of entrance music I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. Could be wrong. So in a way, it's kind of a kind of hope and little bit here. So Finn and him is going to go, Roman and Finn's going to go at it. Usos are going to try to get involved. First of all, normal match. I don't want to see, because obviously you already got the demon. You got the hell of an entrance that it is. It does not need no simulation for that match. 
but I okay. wouldn't mind seeing that in hell in a cell if I had to really honestly choose, like Joey said. But it don't really need one. Um, you would have asked me this lot. I probably would have said the tribal chief is going to retain. Still not acknowledging you. Yes, I just bought your pop vinyl for me and my mom. It's on its way. But does not mean I'm going to acknowledge you. This um, is acknowledgement. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. That And I bought your pop vinyl, so that's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, Finn and Roman's going to keep going at it. Uso's going to go trying to get involved. But they're not going to get involved because something Finn's going to end up taking them out. They're going to step down. Roman thinks he's got the upper hand in music that's going to hit. And we're going to get fall and pray. Karrion Cross is going to challenge Finn Balor at WrestleMania. And that oh, is- did I know you were going to say that. I just, I just, just, just starting to get vibes because I know what he's saying, how the way they're building him up on Raw. I just, I just don't know. When I get those vibes, I speak it. So, um, but then again, I can go with my other prediction and say Roman Reigns retains. So, but like I said, I really, as far as who's going to win, I would love to see Finn become a two-time Universal Champion, get the run that he deserves. But at this point, I really honestly can't get an honest prediction. I can just sit there and be like, well, we'll see how Sunday goes. Heck, and you know, Usos, Usos can come in and distract Finn and help Roman retain. Or somebody's going to get involved and Roman retains. So, or is Finn going to win via DQ? So who knows? I just, I just don't know right now. And I can't really give you an honest answer. Okay. Let's see. Well, K- uh, Chaos, you had a thumbs down. You're not much of a Cross fan? Karrion Cross is overhyped bullshit. That dude is such a garbage wrestler. Like, he seems like a, a decent dude. I've watched a bunch of interviews, whether it's Van Vliet or, or, you know, indie podcasts like ours. He seems like a decent dude. He was garbage in Impact. He was garbage in NXT. He's going to be garbage on the main roster. And unfortunately, like, I think dude could benefit from going back to NXT and learning from like a Fit Finley or learning from, you know, a Matt Bloom or somebody like that. But they haven't packaged as this stupid fucking nightmare before Christmas type gladiator. Like the shit doesn't make any fucking sense. If they put this dude in the main event title picture right now, they're shooting themselves in the dick. Ouch. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Totally fair enough. Aye, aye, aye. Well, hopefully WWE gets their head out of their ass and adds some damn stipulations to some of these matches. But uh, we'll definitely have to see what happens. All right, well, before we wrap up, uh, Mr. Chaos, where can everyone find your podcast and all that kind of stuff? You guys can find my podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, iHeart. Spreaker.com is my host. Um, You can find, I have a mixtape out called Into the Chaos. It's on um, mrchaos210.bandcamp.com. It's only 10 bucks. There's eight tracks on it. Go support. Um, I have a Teespring store that you can find. Just type in Chaos Club. Um, The other thing that I want to say, and I say it on my podcast, and and it's something that is kind of near and dear to me that I, I want to reiterate here. With the situation that happened with Daphne, I, I need to talk about 
you know, just kind of bring up mental health. If you guys are out there struggling, if you're listening to my podcast, if you're listening to the Queen's Takeover, Boot to the Face, or whoever, I don't care. DM me. If you need to talk, my DMs are fucking open. I don't care who you are, black, white, Asian, gay, straight, transgender, adopted, natural. But I don't care. If you need somebody to talk to, my DMs are open. If you can't DM me or you're not comfortable talking on Twitter, I will give you my fucking phone number. Please understand how how severely I take this issue. I... When I got out of the military and during the military, I have survived seven suicide attempts. I still have scars on my arms to prove it. Suicide is not something, it is a final solution to a temporary problem. I've been very blessed enough to realize that seven years out of the military, there are other ways to deal with it. And I know what it feels like to feel alone, to feel completely isolated who feel like you have absolutely nothing left to do. And I promise you, I promise you, you have steps to take. Even if you hit rock bottom, the only other place you can go is up. If I need to be that, that helping hand that grabs you and yanks you by your fucking the back of your shirt and pulls you out of the pit that you're in, so fucking be it. Please, please reach out to me if you're going through something. Please know that I got your back. 100%. I just lost another friend to suicide about a week ago that was in the military with me. And it's such an important issue. And I don't think enough people are talking about it. So every time I get a chance, I want to bring it up. Reach out. You can find me on, on Twitter at chaos underscore theory pod. You can find me on Instagram, chaos theory pod, fucking Twitch TV, chaos theory podcast. I'm all over the place. Reach out. I promise you, if I if when I see the message, I will get back to you. Please, please reach out. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for um, for opening up like that. Definitely appreciate it. Jolly, do you want to put anything? I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Again, Mr. Chaos, thank you so much for joining us. We definitely appreciate it. And oh, it's like it's like you're definitely welcome back anytime. I appreciate that. And you guys, if you ever need to promote or just want to come on the podcast and shoot the shit, like I do live streams every Tuesday, you're more than welcome on the show. All three of you guys. There's a reason that I didn't charge you guys for the for the theme song. I dig what you guys do. I dig the representation. Keep kicking ass and taking names, man. And no, if it, Everybody else who listens to you stops listening to you. I will continue downloading and listening to the Queen's Takeover. Y'all have a friend for life in me. Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us. And tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one.